Hello. Hello, and welcome to Catavan Cast, Van Life with a Cat. It's the show where we discuss our experiences travelling, or not travelling, through Europe, or <laughs> well, the many countries in Europe, in a camper van. I'm Ben. I'm Frey. Daga's wandering around this post-typhoon climate that we currently have. Yes, she'll be outside. quite rude. Heavy, yeah. heavy rain all day, and now the sun's come out, and she's going to bask in it somewhere. I think so, yes. Or just chase squirrels and sheep or whatever. <laughs> So this episode, we're still in Greece. Yes. Because the last episode took us up to lockdown. It did. Where we were sat at a beach in Laconia, mm-hmm. south of Sparta, near a town called Asopos. Yes. We were there for 64, well, 66 days. After 64 days, restaurants opened up. Yes, so they the, did. So the taverna we were parked at was open for business. Yes. The least we could do was pop in for a spot of lunch. And by spot, we mean several main courses, <laughs> several desserts, as much as we could, really. Um, we have this trend, whenever we go and eat somewhere, the person serving us quite often asks that multiple main meals, are you sure? Yeah. And we're like, yes, oh, and also this, please. Yes. <laughs> See, it's we like the tapas idea, but the portions aren't big enough, so just order many mains, it's fine. Um, yeah, so a couple of days after restaurants open we thought right we can now go and we can now visit places Mm -hmm. there's things to do even if just get a cup of coffee in a nice cafe somewhere some historical sites were open it was some yes so the outdoor archaeological sites and things were open but the museums were still not allowing people inside yeah and this was uh, late end of may start of june yeah sort of time um so the first port of call Mm -hmm. was somewhere Outside, it was the Fossil Forest in part of the, the Geopark of Agios Nikolaos. Yes. Nikolaos, not sure. Um, so if you know the, the the Peloponnese of Greece, the, the southern tip is almost like a trident sort of shape. Mm-hmm. And we were down, as you're looking at a map, on the, the eastern one. Yes. On the west coast. Of that. Of that. Yes. That's where Asapas was, where we were locked down, and this geopark was on the southern tip. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the southernmost point of the mainland of Greece. Yeah? Yeah, I think Maybe. it was just around the corner from where we were okay. stood. Yeah, sure. Um, and we'd not heard of a geopark before. No. So no. we looked it up. Um, according to Wikipedia, mm-hmm. here we go. A geopark is a unified area that advances the proaction and use of geological heritage in a sustainable way. I'm no, not sure whether that's proaction or whether I misspelled protection. Proction. Either protection or proaction, not sure. And use of a geological heritage in a substantial way and promotes the economic well being of the people who live there. There are global geoparks and national geoparks. I see. This so I is presume, a national yeah, geopark. Yeah, I presume this is a national geopark. Yeah. I didn't look up examples of a global geopark. That might be, be something like the Sahara, maybe? Because that oh, crosses, maybe. crosses countries. Yeah. Maybe? Don't know. Yeah. Um, Perhaps. But the, the fossil forest itself mm-hmm. was... Uh, it's fossilised palm trees, wasn't it? It is, yes. And you sort of go down to this... It was quite a grey day as well. Yep. Uh, it a little bit of rain. A little bit of, little bit of rain, a little bit of drizzle. And you go down to this sort of rocky outcrops, and they just look like stone pillars. Yeah. But they're hollow. Mm-hmm. And then you look at them, and like, no, they're old... They're palm they're trees. Palm trees, um, yeah. What do you call it? Big bit trunks. of a tree. Trunks. So, yeah, yes. yeah, palm tree trunks. So that was pretty... That is quite cool. Yeah, it, it makes it look like um, almost volcanic. Yeah, yeah. Be- because they're just rocky, like, vents, I suppose. Yeah, and, and sorry, if you remember yeah. on the path down, all the way down, there were seashells. Oh, yes. And everything in the rock as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, there was. But the most notable thing down there, I thought, was the holes in the floor mm-hmm. that go down to the, the water. Yes. So, so you're on the coast... And the sort of rock that you're on sort of juts out into the sea, but there's no rock beneath it. No. So as the waves come in, they get pushed up these holes, which we I think we figured out they must have been like roots for the trees or something. Yeah, I think they has, were. That have since disappeared. Yeah. And it just makes these horrible bubbling, gurgling, gurgling noises. And every so often, when there's a big wave, you get like a bit of bit of water come shooting out. Not shoot. It's not like a geyser. Geyser. No. Never know how to pronounce that word. Geyser. Geyser. See, that's an old geezer. <laughs> that's an old person. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, that was pretty cool. And there's a lot of little rock pools 
yeah. stuff as well with uh, lots of life in there. We did see a crab. We did. Who got terrified of us before we could get any photos. And tucked into his little hole. But that was quite cool. There was also some snails. Yeah. In the rock balls. Yellow and stripy ones. Um, yeah, and it's just it's a, a little a little public. It's all free. It's all open. It is. Uh, there's little footpaths to take you all around. Mm. Uh, there was a, another couple. I think they were German, weren't they? Yes. Another camper van pulled up. Um, yeah. But they were the only other people there. I imagine it's Place, very... Yeah. Imagine it wouldn't be as atmospheric if it was full of people. No, but I'm wondering if that gets so full of people purely because of where it is. It is very far. It's quite far um, out of the way, so... Yeah. And there were no, were no main roads going right down to no. it. Go through a lot of twisty roads through villages. Um, yeah. And there's probably about three kilometres of just dirt track. It was just off-roading, wasn't it, getting yeah. there? Yeah. And then on the way out, we came a different way, and that's where... We, we couldn't find any information as to what had caused these, mm. but there were huge boulders all over the place, and yeah. you're sort of at the foot of a very rocky mountain, so clearly there was a huge rock slide at one point. Yeah. And it was just a field of boulders, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It was everywhere. Yeah. Um which is very cool to look at. And there was, was a big information board, which did explain what a geopark was. Yes. It showed the extent of the geopark, which is actually pretty huge. Large, yeah. yeah. But um, it didn't explain how it happened, I don't think. Yeah, it didn't explain how. We were thinking, well, how did the palm trees get fossilised? It must be a landslide. Yeah, it's got buried or it something. It must be. Um, but then there were no boulders that far down. No. But then they'd be more susceptible to water erosion, I suppose. Yeah. And weather. Yeah. Not sure, but it was a very cool place to be, and in the you know, weird sort of limbo time we were visiting, <laughs> where it's you know there's still COVID restrictions, tourism isn't open yet. No. So everybody who's there exploring was there since March, mm. really. And so that was that, and then we headed north. We did find some main roads. We headed north to Monomvasia. We did. Which is probably the biggest tourist draw. Down, down that end of the country, uh, yeah. And according to something I read, I found that map online, it was the most popular European, most popular castle in each European country. Mm -hmm. But Greece doesn't really have castles. Castles, yeah. And it was all ranked according to TripAdvisor. Uh, Modern Vassia is the closest thing they, they have, have of yeah. that higher rank. Because it's, like it's a walled city. Yeah. On a outcrop. Yeah. And we read all about it. And it was very different to how I pictured it. Yeah, I think I was just picturing just like a little, a little rock with some houses on it, and oh, there's a market. Okay. Um, and that's all I could picture, because we got there, we spent the night on the harbour. Yes. Looking we out because we were hoping to see some turtles. We were. This was the start of our sort of um, drive to see turtles. Yes. We kept finding uh, parking spots on park for nights, and oh, there's <laughs> turtles about. Oh, brilliant turtle. Mm. There were no turtles. There were no turtles. Um, and no. then we spoke to a local. We said, oh, yeah, there's one or two. There's two. There. So the turtles around Monomvasia mm. are giant turtles, basically. They're about a metre yes. in length. Mm. So they're huge. They're not the diddy things that people normally think of. <coughs> um, but they're only around Monomvasia at a very small period of time. Yeah, it'll... from what I can tell. Yeah, I imagine it's certain times of day, certain specific days of the year. Yeah, sort of and thing. I think once again it was a week or so after we were there. Yeah, yeah. There's so... that time. <laughs> but we, because Monovasia, you can drive up to. Mm -hmm. There's like a road which ends at the wall. It's just one single road. Yeah. That ends at the town wall. Yeah. And then you have to turn around and come back. We didn't want to do that in the van. No. So we'll park up at the harbour, we'll go to go to sleep, and then the next day we'll go to Monombasia. Mm -hmm. This is our first night away from Asopos. In for, 64 days. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it didn't go well, because no. the next morning we woke up and we had a completely flat tyre. Like, not a whiff of air no. in there at all. Not at all. So now we had to get that sorted. Yeah. And Google around there was not being helpful for like mechanics. No, not or at all. Tire shops. I will say we did try and do it ourselves. <laughs> we did. Um, but the bolts on the t on the wheels on that van, whoever did them up at some point, mm. did them way too tight because yeah. we had this issue in Poland and then yep. in Morocco, everywhere that wheels have needed to come off. 
people have been like, who did this? <laughs> yeah, like we will break the bolts yeah. and try to take this off. So we had to get it somewhere professionally. We, we yeah. pumped it up. We did. And it kind of holds. You know, there wasn't a big gash in no. there. It just, it's enough to, to drive on. And we took it to a petrol station. There was a shell garage mm-hmm. just, just out down of, the way. Just yeah. out of the town. We went there, because in Greece, and a lot of countries in Europe, actually, um, they do have mechanics at the petrol stations, mm-hmm. especially yep. in more remote places. But this one didn't, unfortunately. We said, no, you go to the opposite end of town. There's another petrol station. They have a mechanic. Yep. Pulled up there. Uh, unfortunately, the, it was older people running the place. Yes. In fact, we walked in and the one guy was asleep on the chair. <laughs> Behind the counter. <laughs> Do I disturb him? Or? Like, sorry. But luckily, there was a, a young greek lady there there was who spoke very fluent english mm-hmm. um well as we've noticed she probably thinks she speaks horrible english yes exactly and we're like because no they good. hold themselves to a higher standard yeah uh, and she helped us out and the guy the mechanic said that we need a new tire he changed ours for the spare luckily mm-hmm. we had the spare but he orders all his parts from sparta yeah a big garage in sparta he orders all the bits from he said you'll you'll be quicker to just go there yourself mm-hmm. and get it done so we did. We drove over to Sparta. Luckily, you're on the road. There's just a main road from Sparta to um, Monavasia. Really. Yes. Yeah. And cutting through Scala, which we'd driven to many times. Many times. That's where we went shopping during lockdown. So we drove up to Sparta, and there was a bit of confusion with uh, Google Maps <clears throat> because it took oh, us down. Wow. It took us down to a. It was like a motorcycle workshop oh, yes. which was just it looked yes. like someone's living room just had loads of tools in <laughs> so we thought this can't be the place and we drove around the corner a little bit and great big garage off to the side great big bridgestone logo over the top of it thought great okay this looks this looks like any garage professional garage yep pulled up of course you do attract attention from all the work but when you pull up in <laughs> this brightly colored weird looking van yes with a box um, on the back so this was on a Thursday, I believe. Yeah? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. on a Thursday. They said, right, we can get the tyres in Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So they booked us in. They took half the money as a deposit. No, 50 euros. 50 euros, okay. 50 euros, yep. Um, but we were getting we were getting two, no, just the one tyre or two tyres? We got two tyres, two, two yep. Bridgestone tyres. I believe. No Continentals. Oh, con- oh, Continentals. To match the other ones that were already on there. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, and they weren't much cheaper than how much it would have cost in the UK. They were still, but it was still slightly notable. cheaper. No, here's what it was, okay. right? So buying two tyres in the UK yeah. was the same cost as two tyres and labour in Greece. Oh, okay. That's what go. it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. so... Again, like when we had that big chunk of metal swapped over in Morocco, yeah. we got it cheaper than we would have done back home. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a benefit, I suppose, when you're budgeting. It's not something to rely on, but it is no. a nice thing when you're living on a budget like that. Yeah. That you can save little bits it's of money nice from the same work. Surprise. And of course, in the you're in Greece, you're within the EU. It's a Bridgestone registered? Yep, certified. Uh, certified, there yep. you go, service. So they're held to certain standards that mm-hmm. they're not in Morocco. No. That's why it's so much cheaper in Morocco. <laughs> um, but you get the quality of... Well, the, the assumed guarantee of quality of work yeah. in the EU certified con- uh, workshop. And it does mean that Moya now has Spartan tyres. <laughs> yes. Fit, and, fit by Spartan artisans <laughs> crafting to our wagon. Uh, but that did mean we had to spend a day... An entire day in mm-hmm. Sparta. So I thought, okay, right. Uh, we parked up outside the University of the Peloponnese. We did, yes. Because we were just... There's a car park. It's The university's on like, the corner of... It's kind of like the bypass road of Sparta. Isn't yes, it? yeah. And we could... There's a big dirt car park, gravel car park, sorry, on the opposite side of the road. Yes. And you can just pick up the university the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah, because it's free. So we <laughs> just parked there. Parked there for the night. That's where we were kind of surrounded by thunderstorms. We were, and lightning. But we were not in them. No. So it was quite pleasant weather where we were, and you could just see thunder and lightning over the hills. On the mountains on um, either side of Sparta. Mountains, sorry, yeah, not hills. I don't know whether we mentioned, actually, when we talked about Sparta, which I think was the last episode, mm-hmm. 
but the the mountains on the way on the south side of it. Yeah. Well, they're not on the south side; they're to the west of Sparta. Okay. But when you're on the road heading south, yeah, you, you, that's where you really see them, and they're just these huge. You can see why all these mythological stories. Mm. You can see why the gods Definitely. lived on mountains. It's, well, I remember when we did that first drive from Sparta down to Asopos. Yeah. The very first time. And we saw those and <laughs> I was just like, focus on the road, please. Yes, please. please don't crash. <laughs> but those were just fantastic because the sun was out, but there was a little bit of cloud. Yeah. Just, just shrouding the top, the tips of the mountains. And it was just beautiful. Yeah, that's it. Um, and that was also the night we found out that we have to close the windows in the front of the van. That little bit extra, because we thought we closed them enough that Dargo couldn't get out. Um, I'm surprised she didn't hurt herself. She probably did. Getting out of there. We sort of, I went up the front after washing up and realised the cat's not in. <laughs> and she'd gone. She was off. Exploring Adventuring Sparta. Sparta yeah. We eventually tracked her down and shepherded her to had her herd her back into the van. <laughs> See, herding um, cats, it's easy. Herding cats, it's not easy, it's stressful. <laughs> she sort of comes past the van, into the road. And she knows enough to not stay in the road, yeah. luckily. Um, we yeah. got her back in the van I thought, right, we'll have the windows very much a little bit further up next time. So then we had today to kill in Sparta. We did. Now, the historical site was open, the ancient site of Sparta. Mm-hmm. So we could have gone there. But what our plan was, was to travel around the Peloponnese a bit more. Mm-hmm. And then come back to Sparta so we can do the ancient sites and the museums. Yes. Once the museums are open. Yes. So we didn't do that. But I decided I wanted a, and could afford, a new camera. Yes. I wanted a new GoPro. Yes. So we thought, right, we're in Sparta. We'll look for a an electronic store. Mm-hmm. So we went up the high street. As we said before, Sparta's not really a tourist-centric no. town. No. It's not that it's not tourist friendly, there's hotels and there's everything else you can yeah, want. Yeah, there's a few and souvenir shops and yeah. museums and things like that, but it's not as heavily geared towards tourism as no, a lot of other places. If it wasn't called Sparta, I yeah. don't think it'd get any sort of no. attention. No. Uh, and we were just looking for a, what do you call them, a gadget shop, like the, the equivalent of Curry's PC World yeah. back here. Electronic store, there you go. Yeah. And we luckily found one, and it turns out they are probably the Greek equivalent of Curry's PC World. <laughs> um, please excuse me while I butcher the pronunciation. Kotsavalos. Kotsavalos. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was one in Sparta, we went in. They didn't have any of the GoPro, because I'd found it online, mm. and they didn't have any in stock. But there's another one of these stores, they have vacuum cleaners, fridges, cameras, washing speakers, machines. washing machines, yeah, anything electronic. Yeah, that's where you, that's that's, that's the big chain. Didn't have the camera I wanted, so we just wandered around the town a bit more. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just a Greek. It's, it's not the poorest of towns. No, but it's certainly not the richest of towns. No, no, no. Um, but it's still quite a nice little um, main street. Yeah, you get any, anything you could want. Yeah, on, all on one big street. Uh, we did find a phone shop. There's a first uh, Gimanos. Yes, that we found, and they had GoPros in the window. Ooh, brilliant. But they were closed for siesta. Yes. So we went back to the van and then we went back there after the siesta. And because of coronavirus, there's a big queue outside. outside. We said we said before that most people are still dependent on visiting phone shops to pay their bills yes. and such. So there's a bit of a queue. Then the woman asks, they ask you what you want before you go in. And I said, I just want to buy one of those cameras. And it turns out the cameras are, I think she said they're just for contracts. I think so. So like, yeah. you take out a certain contract yeah. and you get a camera with it. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot of those. So we couldn't get those. Um, so we parked up again for the night in the same spot. Because mm-hmm. that spot we parked up by the university was literally literally just around the corner mm-hmm. from the garage. Yeah. They, they didn't tell us what time to get there in the morning. No. We thought, well, we don't want to go when they open because if they're then waiting for delivery, yeah. it could then they may not get it till 12. But I think we still rolled around at about just before 10am mm-hmm. and they had the tyres there waiting ready to go they put some guys on it um, I think the guy we dealt with because I think it was run by the, the dad mm-hmm. and his son dealt with us yeah um, and they came out they got it done there was a bit of um, some juggling involved with the tyres because we weren't just having new tyres put on we were having the other ones moved around that's right we'd had them rotated oddly in Morocco haven't we yes. trying to get rid of the wobble yeah so now there's like one rear tyre on the front, yeah, but not the other one. And it's like, okay, well, we want these two 
We wanted the rear tyres at the front, but the new tyres at the back. But they needed to be moved around. And also, there was the spare that needed to go back on yes. to the back. Yeah. And then the punctured tyre, which needed to come off. Yeah. And the new one put on. Yeah, the, the, it was funny. And it's during all, all this that we realised that um, the spare tyre mount had just sort of been budged yeah. by previous, whoever <laughs> fitted it on there, I suppose. Because there are three bolt holes, mm-hmm. which obviously you line the wheel up and put through the holes, but yeah. the, the wheel for the spare does not line up with those holes. Nope, so you get one bolt on. And these guys are trying to figure it out where they're like, it doesn't go. And he's like, <laughs> just one? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, like, it's okay. made it this far. Fair enough. <laughs> so we were fully equipped. We were. Uh, but this was a lot earlier than we thought. And we thought, well, we don't want to go to Mononvasia. Because Mononvasia is maybe about uh, an hour and a half drive yeah. from Sparta. I don't think it's that far. But and we thought, we don't want to go there now because we want a full day yes. exploring. So yes. we thought, well, we need somewhere to stay for the night. And where do we know? So we went back to Asapas. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd spent three nights out and we'd gone running back. For shelter. Um, Save us, please. But then the next day was Sunday. I thought, well, things are going to be closed. Yeah. So we spent another day in Asapas. <laughs> so we thought, Monday, this is it. Monavasia. Uh, again, luckily, uh, you come off the main road. Asapas is just off the main road between yeah. Monavasia and Sparta. So back on that main road. Down to Monavasia. We parked. So Monavasia, I don't know. We, I think the best way to describe it is kind of like Gibraltar. Geogra- geographically. It's not mm-hmm. a different country. No. But you have the town on. I just think is that the new town of Monavasia. Mm, the town's called Gafira, I think. Oh, okay. But that's on the mainland. That's on the mainland. And then yes. there's a causeway. Yep. And then there's just a big mountain, basically, yes. with a town on the one side of it. Yeah. And that's Monavasia. Yeah. It's a walled fortress town. Mm-hmm. And I so say you can drive on there, but there's a big car park on the mainland for large vehicles. Yeah. Which is where we parked up. And we walk, and you walk all along the coast, and the town is on the opposite end of the island. Mm-hmm. And there were there were ruins and things and walkways to the the upper they call it the, the upper part of the city, mm-hmm. but they were all closed. Yeah, because of COVID. Uh, COVID, they can't guarantee. Again, Greece was very strict on their restrictions when they introduced them, and some of these are like, well, it's a walkway, and if people were passing, you can't keep that two meter distance. Yeah. So they closed the walkways. Mm-hmm. Um, not that you could keep two metres apart on the tight streets in the town. No, but, but whatever. they can't close an entire yeah. town. No. People live there. Despite it being walled and perfect to be closed <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, no, you walk through clearly the old, well, it's the old gate, which is sort of, yeah. it's not a straight way because that's not a good defensive no. thing. You have to sort of go around an S-bend. Yeah. If they put a gift shop in now. And then you're out and you're just in these just tight Greek streets, that's the best one I can think. Yeah, tight Mediterranean paved. They're paved? Is that what yeah, they're yeah, paved. Yeah, paved yeah. streets. It's, well, I think of it, uh, I think it's Mykonos, what people think of when it's like the white buildings mm. with the blue dirt. It's like that, but with a more varied colour scheme. It's yeah. not all white. So it yeah. is the tight street, uphill, downhill, yeah. little squares here it's and more there. More sandstone, I want to say. Yeah. Yes. Because it was a fortress, it, yes. wasn't, it wasn't built for to look nice. Mm. And you can just follow the, the sort of path all the way down through the through the town, out the other side, and there's a, a lighthouse on the far. There is on the far coast. Yes, with a Greek flag on it. Yeah, and it was just a nice place to walk around. You couldn't go in any of the churches or museums and no. things. Um, there were a few more tourists there, mm-hmm. but it didn't take long for us to get far enough out of the way to be away from to be away from them. Yeah. And all the hotels and cafes and stuff were open. Yeah. And there was an incredible number of cats. Yeah, we made a cat friend. We had a little cat tour guide for a little while, didn't we? Oh, we did. They were sort of passing us on to each other, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> you want to say that? Well, we'd get to one street and a cat would come up to us. We'd say hello. Yes. Then that cat would lead us to another junction where he would then sit down and another cat would get up, say yeah. hello to us, and then carry on walk, walking walk with us. Yeah. <laughs> And that happened almost all the way down till we got to the other wall on the other side. Yeah, to the far wall, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's also on the way back, we saw the big black bees. Oh, yes. Yeah, these huge... Yeah. Um, I've heard reports, someone posted something on Facebook the other day here that someone's seen them. Yeah. Apparently people mistake them for hornets. I don't know why you see a big black no. thing and think it's a hornet. It's clearly a bee, it's bumbling. <laughs> um, yeah, just a big black 
shiny bee. Apparently they're very rare here, but they do exist. Mm. Um, but no, we'd never seen them before Greece, no. have we? So no, they're fantastic, and the when the sunlight catches their wings, they're quite blue. Yeah, so that's really cool. Well, luckily we've been told about the the number of cats mm-hmm. beforehand because your yeah. friend Joe had been to Monavasi. So we yeah. actually ended up camping pretty much exactly where she yeah. was in her boat, <laughs> in almost exactly the same spot. Um, but yeah, we were told not to take because Dargo doesn't. She doesn't take kindly to other cats. No, she's a bit, it takes a bit of warming up to other cats. Yes. Uh, so taking her there would have been... Because it's literally like you walk down the street and there's all the cafe tables set up outside mm-hmm. and there's cats hanging around the people trying, yeah. trying to get and scraps. cats just having naps. Yeah. Um, but we did go and have a dining experience. We did. We had a coffee we out had on the terrace. cafe bar place, didn't we? Yeah, so that was our first... Because obviously we'd eat now in, in Asapos, mm-hmm. but that's very open, very relaxed. This place was on a terrace, so it's a bit more cramped. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time we'd seen all the, the people wearing uh, face shields yes. and things instead. Yeah. Uh, and th- I think that was also where we first saw the little... So you've got the normal masks people wear. Yeah. got the, the plastic face shields, which you yes. wear as a headband. And then there's like the... Chin scoops is the only way I could think. To, like you strap them, I don't know whether they're strapped around your ears. I think or what, it is around your ears. But they're kind of up at an angle from your chin, aren't they? Yeah. To cover your mouth. But there's just um. enough clear plastic to cover, like just below your chin and then just above your just nose. Just above your nose, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was all very polite. Obviously, it it's a tourist place. It's a tourist place to look at people speak English. Yep. Um, so they can explain the rules to you. So it's only outside eating at this point. Which yes. it's early June. We're in Greece. That's fine. <laughs> Happy to sit outside. Thank you very much. Although to be fair, people do say, "Well, we have air conditioning." Once they could allow indoor seating, again, yeah, people were offering the air conditioned inside. Yeah, so very accommodating people. Hmm. They are the Greeks. Um, but that was because of the restrictions and what was open. That is all we could really see of Monavasia. Yeah, still very glad we did it. It was a fantastic place. Um, but then we had other. Thing. We'd been recommended a, a grocers on the mainland. Yes. Which we, we went have. and found. And then we got ourselves some souvlaki. Of course, from Souvlaki Luke. Souvlaki Luke, which is my second ever souvlaki. Yeah. And I still couldn't believe how amazing Souvlaki's they are. Amazing. It's like £2.50 for a whole meal. So €2.50 for a whole meal. Like they yeah. could easily charge €5. Euros. Not in Greece, though. I know, but they, they easily could. And it would still be value. That's still, Yes, this I've got my money's worth. Yes, for you. So now I'll buy two. <laughs> to even it one up one for now one for breakfast exactly <laughs> um, so yeah we spent another night outside Monavasia we did which I mean camping outside Monavasia it's not great it's nice views in the morning because you see there's a bit of water and then there's this island yeah. town in front of you but you're yeah. just in the harbour yeah and we weren't bothered or anything but it's it's not scenic there's a main road behind you mm-hmm. uh, people do come and go to their boats i think we woke up and the one guy was trying to back his boat into the water yeah um but it's not so your views are okay looking out but where you are your situation is not particularly appealing no as such but that's purely because kufir is a small town yes yeah um uh, with limited coastal space yeah um and you don't really want to risk parking up along the beach further down because well that's out of town and yeah possibly not as safe and when where we part those things and where we part the van for when we actually went into monovasia you're not Mm -hmm. allowed to stay there no that's true and they move you along Um, you are allowed to stay at the harbor one thing people other people said and there are no signs i think i think a sign did say about the electric points? Oh, yeah. They are for boats. Yeah, people are just being cheeky, though, aren't they? That's yeah, I just... think... But it's one of those campers are pulling up. Oh, electric point. I'll use that. It's like, yeah. yeah, if you keep doing that, they're going to stop people parking their parking campers there. there. Yeah. So don't be one of those people. Exactly. So the next day, we needed somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. And seen on Google that around the bay, there must be a proper... There must be a gulf of something. Probably or is. Or a bay of something. Yeah. But sort of on the opposite coast from where we were in Asapos, mm-hmm. just south of Scala, was a beach called Valtaki Beach. Mm-hmm. And apparently that had a shipwreck there. Yes. So I thought, right, let's go see this shipwreck. Yeah, that was another recommendation of Joe's as well. 
Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. there you go. Because that's exactly what they did. I think they went to Monombasi and then they went to Valtakibi. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a shipwreck. Well, we also went because we thought we could get water there. Um, yeah. But there was no other campers there and the taverna didn't seem open. No. Because, <clears throat> again, it is kind of out of the way mm-hmm. a little bit. But Valtaki Beach is a great big open space for with, with some trees as well for yes. campers. Yes, so there is some shade. Yeah. And there's a big shipwreck. There is. On the beach. And it's kind of, you sort of go to the beach. It's a great big, really long, open sandy beach mm-hmm. with really warm water on it. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's not all year round. Um, it's quite a shallow beach as well. Yeah. And there's just a shipwreck. <laughs> and the, I think the most amazing thing about that for us was coming from the UK. There were no barriers around it. Yeah. There was no fee to pay to go up and touch <laughs> it. It's just this ship that's been left there. And we thought, but there's, similarly, there's also no information about it. Yeah. So we took to the internet. Luckily, you could still see the name of it. Mm-hmm amongst all the graffiti, the Demetrios. Mm-hmm. So we looked it up. Yes. So here's a bit of... Trivia. Trivia for you. A little trivia bonus. It had been there since the 23rd of December, 1981. Now there's... The weird thing on Wikipedia is, is, oh, there's many stories as to why it... How it got there. It could be a ghost ship. Or some people thought it was uh, used for smuggling cigarettes between Italy and Turkey. Until, she, until it was seized by the Githio Port Authority, because Githio was just a bit further around the coast, yeah, big city a big, around there. Yeah, big town down that uh, way. And deliberately set adrift until it beached, and it was then set on fire to hide the evidence of smuggling. I see. Ooh, that's the story. But then there's actually a book <laughs> with a very detailed recorded <laughs> history of it. Of it. Yeah, there's a, there's a ship called The Shipwrecks of the Greek Seas, which it is all in Greek, so relying on other people's translating here. Apparently it docked in Githios in December 1980 because the captain needed to visit the hospital for a severe illness. But after docking, there were financial problems with the crew, lots of different engine problems and several insurance measures being imposed by the various lenders mm-hmm. that were funding the thing. Um, so the, the crew was fired. Okay. And the ship was left in the care of just two men doesn't say who it gives their names on Wikipedia yeah, which I'm not going to return doesn't were. say who they were I assume they were locals because they weren't part of the Port Authority um, only know that because it was docked in Githio until June 1981 mm-hmm. when it was declared unsafe due to wear on the docking ropes of the hull starting to let water in on the, it was starting to lean a bit to the one side oh, I see. water was slowly coming in the authorities asked it to be moved out of the port for safety reasons, but the owners didn't respond until November. So it must have got quite a lean on in those few months. Um, but according to the book, the before they moved it, the ship was swept out about two nautical miles due to severe weather. Mm. And they temporarily anchored it there. That didn't hold, and it got swept away again until it finally beached at Valtaki, where it is now, Yeah. in December 1981. And there were no attempts to recover it. And it's just there. Yeah. There you go. Well, as you kind of alluded to the fact that Greece has a lot of shipwrecks. Yes. Around. I think the vast majority of them are underwater still. Yeah. Uh, But there are a few that are like this one, that that just ships that have been beached. Mm. Uh, This is the only one on mainland Greece. The others are on the islands, and they seem quite cool to go and see. So that'd be something to tick off. Yeah, well, because there's a Making famous, a list. there's a famous one I've seen in lots of like um, trip adverts and things. It's mm. like a, a U-shaped beach in amongst cliffs. Oh yeah, like a ship just in the middle of the beach. Yeah, just sort of there. Um, yeah, but it's really cool. You can go right up to it. Yeah, uh, you can if you wanted to. I mean, it's all rusty metal, so we didn't climb in and go no. about. But there's nothing to stop you going inside. Going inside, climbing up the ladder on the top. Yeah. Um, at your own risk, of course. Could you imagine if you were the person who climbed to the top and it was just enough weight to tip it over? <laughs> You've ruined that beach. <laughs> and probably the business of the taverna owner who's relying on it to draw people in. <laughs> Next yeah. time we go, it's on its side. We're like, we know what happened. <laughs> but no, it, was, it was really cool. Just a really cool thing to see. And I look back at the photos mm-hmm. we took and it looks photoshopped. Oh. oh, here she is. Up she gets. Come here. Come and come and be warm. I could just play some intermission music there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let bloop, the cat bloop, in. Bloop. You could just play the cat fan music. <laughs> Dargo has rejoined us. Yes. Yes. Obviously knew we were talking about her trips. <laughs> and the next bit is actually about Dargo, because the only thing about that place 
was at night there were a lot of cats oh yes hanging around fighting yeah I think because there were a couple of skips just next to the Taverna mm-hmm. where you know we could put your rubbish very good that that facility's there but that attracts the wildlife Dargo didn't go too mental to be fair no she just kept an eye out yes yeah, obviously put her a little bit anxious uh, but no very cool Valtaki Beach excellent place highly recommend that yeah it's interesting seeing the TripAdvisor reviews for it people are like, oh, other than the shipwreck it's quite a an unimpressive beach like why it's huge it's long it's shallow it's scenic there's a taverna there i'm not really sure what people want from the beach but there you go can i just make one recommendation sure could we move the mic a little bit further away dargo is purring oh i see okay (laughs) she's very close to the mic you're not having speaker issues this is the cat (laughs) vibrating the cat cat is being activated so the next day, after Valtaki Beach, was Kalamata. Yes. Um, which is the second largest city in the Peloponnese mm-hmm. and famous for its olives. Kalamata yes, olives. Yes, Kalamata olives. Obviously, the drive there, quite a long, I think it was about three hours. It was. I think I drove hours. that day. I think you did, if I yeah. Correctly, um, yes. So we you're now on the central trident, if you like, mm-hmm. of the South Peloponnese. And we we're on the east side of it, and we had to move over to the so, no. Yes, the east side of it. We had yep. to cut across to the west side and then head north. Mm-hmm. That was an incredibly scenic drive. It was. Um, we drove past, if we'd have known other people do it, we might have done some abandoned hotels. Oh, yes. Which could very easily be like Bond villain lairs. Because they're not just like tenement block hotels. No. They are like resorts. Yeah. So they're extensive. They've got little... Li- outcrops and arms sticking out everywhere yeah big round windows like circular buildings and that yeah Um, which apparently people didn't Joe go and explore one of them? I think so yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, which if I don't know that was an option I think we would have done it probably Um, we went through Githio this is before Githio wasn't it? this is still before Githio yeah yeah, because it's just over the hill from Bartaki Beach Beach, that's right yeah went through Githio then up into the mountains a bit cut across and then the coastal road on the west side of the central trident Mm -hmm. I'm going to confuse myself then and then all the way up to Kalamata. Mm-hmm. That was one of the... And this is saying something for Greece. One of the more scenic and memorable drives yeah. that we did. In yeah. a positive way. Plenty of other memorable drives, which <laughs> is not a good thing. Yeah, because you're just going through all the little villages. Yeah, but the... top villages. The scenery changes quite dramatically. It's like for anybody who's been to the UK and then visited the Cotswolds. It's a similar That's a good show, situation. Yeah. Um, the Cotswolds obviously have, uh, I don't know what stone it is, a different type of stone. Yes, yeah, local stone. Local stone yeah. that all the houses are made of, so all of a sudden everything's very yellowy. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a stark difference. In that part of Greece, houses all of a sudden turn to stone houses, mm. grey stone houses. Yeah. Um, Again, it's quite a difference, and it it's absolutely beautiful. The places look fantastic. Yeah. The streets are all narrow and tighter, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. We we couldn't live there in Moya. No, not so much. I think house. we'd annoy people a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was amazing, wasn't it? All the little villages around that way. It really was, and you can see where they're building like holiday resorts and things mm. down by the coasts, things yeah. like that. But up into the mountains, it's quite separate from everything. From everything, yeah, yeah you're quite far away from civilization really. yeah Dargo, um, will you please settle <laughs> being a menace and then we got into Kalamata we did and um, we parted down by the harbour mm-hmm. uh, which was free I think just for that time of year because yeah. even if it was even if Covid wasn't happening it wasn't quite the on season no. just yet because uh, a lot of car parks in Greece especially in the cities are seasonal, seasonal on their, on their yeah. prices half the year they're free the other half they're not this time it was free and we didn't really, the, didn't really have much in Kalamata to see. No. Um, we started heading towards the castle, which was on, basically, we were on, we're on the southern end of the city. Mm-hmm. The castle's up on the northern end of the city. Yep. And we knew there was a great big park that runs north to south through the middle of the mm-hmm. city. So we thought we'll, we'll head there. And that actually turned out more interesting than we... It did, because it had those trains. Yeah, it's the Municipal Railway Park. Yeah. Which, if I remember it correctly, it was all, it, it's all... Must have been used 
at railways some point, because yeah. there was an old station which is now like an information mm-hmm. center and there's just trains on train tracks that are just parked up and they're maintained and preserved mm-hmm. and you can have a look at and you can have a look around the old train station and they run all the way through and the rest of the park is just really nice shaded walkways benches yeah. fountains little water little stream, features yeah, yeah. And Kalamata seems that that middle bit anyway, because you you come up through the park and then into what I suppose you call the the modern city centre. Mm-hmm. That's all the high streets and all the bistros yeah. and cafes and things. Uh, it looks like a very nice city. It does. Um, again, most things were still closed. Uh, we got to the castle. That was I think that was actually open, as in generally, mm-hmm. but it closed at four p.m. It did, and we couldn't find the entrance. Yeah. So we got there and we could see the castle. It was just several meters above us. Yes. We're like, uh. How do we get in? How do and, we get in? And then, it, well, by the time we get here, we'll have 10 minutes. Yeah. They probably wouldn't even let us in. Um, we underestimated Dargo Menace. We always Still. underestimate Dargo Menace. Uh, but we, we also do. underestimated the time it would take us to walk across the town. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was another one of those, I've forgotten how to pronounce it already, the electronic stores. Cotovolos? Costovolos, something like that. Um, so we went in there, that was a big two-storey one. They had lots of, loads of extra bits. Yes, they did. Like big, bigger sections for everything. Unfortunately, not the quite the camera I was looking for. They had all the other models, didn't they? They, they had all the, the other models. Yeah, the, the more expensive ones, which I couldn't afford, and the cheaper <laughs> ones, which I did not want to buy. Um... Kotsavalos. There you go. Kotsavalos. I don't know. We don't know where the extension goes. Oh, so I don't know. So we don't know, know yeah. how to pronounce it exactly. We'll just call it the electronic store. Oh, you got written it down there. Kotsavalos. Um, yeah, I didn't have the camera. And then we just headed back. Got some ice cream. We did. Because ice cream stores were open. And we ended up walking back through the... So there were only a couple of streets par- away, running parallel to the main one we'd come up. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell that, yeah, the, the main part of the city, if you like, is just that one central... Boulevard. Because then we're just walking through residential, not particularly well kept looking yeah. residential bits, you know, uh, blocks of flats and things yeah. like that. Oh, we also walked past, if you remember, that restaurant that's on a ship. Oh, we did, down at the dock, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right, yes. Yeah, and I recently found it again. Yeah. Because you can have parties on it, you know. You can hire, you out. hire out the boat. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> so we headed back down to the van and headed out west past the airport because Kalamata has an international airport mm-hmm. which is handy because if you want to go to the Peloponnese you don't have to go to Athens and then drive for four hours um, and we headed out to the another Taverna beach thing kind of uh, near the village of Analipsi mm-hmm. or Analipsi no Analipsi um, we were the only people there because you look at all the photos and it's lined with camper vans up this kind of dead end tarmac road mm. Um, but we were the only people there yeah, in yeah. a camper van. Uh, and there were showers on the beach. There Sorry, were. there was a shower. One shower. On the beach. Kind of, it felt a bit weird though, because it's facing away from the beach. Yeah. And it's set right back in amongst hedges. <laughs> I, which I suppose is kind of a, an attempt at a privacy, privacy sort of thing. Privacy, yeah. Uh, so we waited until the middle of the night, because there were some people hanging around on the beach. Yeah. We waited until the middle of the night when everyone had gone. Luckily, it was near enough a full moon, yep. so there was some light, <laughs> and they just had a very... It was not warm water. Nope, It not was cold water, high pressure, cold water <laughs> in the middle of the night, so that was very much a utilitarian shower. It was, but it was had. a moonlit shower, and that's how we shall remember it. Yes, moonlit, yes, <laughs> positive. Spent a very quiet night there, and then you'd found a beach for our destination for the next day. Yes. Which was, was it Sari Beach? I think so, I think it's Sari. I've lost where I am now, I can't even find it. Sari Beach, yeah. Which, again, so now we're on the western point of the Trident of the Peloponnese, Mm -hmm. which is the title I've just given it, on the eastern coast. So again, we we headed south a bit and then cut across to the western coast, which is then just the west coast of Greece. Yeah. And it was all fine. Further, again, more coastal roads down the tarmac. Until down past one bit, the road sort of dipped right down to go past the beach where we could have parked up, and then comes up another steep hill, and then the tarmac finishes, <laughs> and then it's dirt track. Yeah. And Google was like, "Yep, keep going up here, up there," and we ended up on barrierless 
mountain roads, which yes. are gravel, not tarmacked. And about 75% of the width of the van. Yeah, um, <laughs> potholes and rocks all over the place, just really... Praying? <laughs> this, was, this was certainly one of the most memorable drives of the trip, for the wrong reasons. Um, There's nowhere to turn around. No. We even encountered another van coming the other way. Yeah, so there was just room for two vans to pass. At that point, At yes. that point. <laughs> and then you crested this hill we were coming up, and then there was a big, really colourful sign for this beach mm-hmm. with an arrow. thought, okay, this must be the way. Yeah. And you come down these steeper hills coming down, even worse conditioned roads. And it soon became obvious we were on farm roads. Yeah. We were going through like olive farms. Yeah. And the road condition was just awful. Like, no point in taking it out of first gear. No. Because you wouldn't want to go that fast. You just knacky your suspension. And we eventually... Oh, then we had to do a hairpin, which I think did take like a two-point... A three-point turn, rather. I'm not too sure. I know that. I know we was... just ignored it and went yeah, past we it. Yeah, we ignored it because we would it. not have been able to do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, there wasn't room to maneuver to around, that around way. this hairpin. And we were just like, no, we have no idea where that's yeah. taking us now. So we carried on. Luckily, ended up back on a tarmac road down to this beach. Yes. Which I was really hoping was going to be the best beach ever. <laughs> uh, there was a taverna at the beach. Yeah. Went in there. We were There's a couple of locals mm. in there. Um, well, there were actually two tavernas, weren't there? Yes. We just picked the one where we could find the parking yeah. for. And to be fair, I still think they were the best olives I've ever eaten. Yeah. Probably Kalamata olives. Yeah. But then like we said, I don't know whether that was just relief from surviving the trip. Being alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, we no. just had a, a nice, we just had a, a bit of a salad and a coffee there, didn't we? Yeah, I, I think. think so. And we kind of needed a, a campsite to do water and washing, things like that. Um, and there was a campsite nearby and the thing at this point in time because tourism hadn't officially started yet in Greece mm. most campsites were closed yeah but some were still open mm-hmm. and there's a campsite right next to this uh, taverna with the gates open so we went in couldn't find anybody mm-hmm. so went back to the taverna and they said no it's closed until next week yeah so we looked on park for night and we'd found a spot just further around the coast to the north where someone had stayed during the lockdown. Yeah. But just outside the campsite. And the campsite had let them in to use their facilities mm-hmm. throughout. So we thought, well, if the campsite's not open, we, we can, can park we there. Can that, yeah. and it'll be fine. Luckily, the campsite was open. Mm-hmm. We got in. And we had our first hot shower since we March. We did. That was, that was quite a lovely campsite from what I remember as well. It was, yeah. You had your bed. Ba- all the bays were covered mm-hmm. with a really high uh, like net with... Um, plants over the top plants over the top so yeah. you're all in the shade uh, it had a road down like private access to the beach nearby which we didn't go to uh, washing facilities and there was wi-fi wasn't much good no um, but they give you all like um, leaflets and maps and things on yeah. the local area other like routes around the Peloponnese where to go and we actually bumped into an English chap was there he, yes. the old guy he came he saw our number plate as we drove in and thought ooh and he'd he, I think he'd been in Greece for years yes living in his yeah. yeah. Um actually I think at that campsite it's the one that he always came back to yeah, yeah. Um, and he basically lives at that campsite yeah because yeah. he'd, he'd sawn it because I said well how do you yeah that's right he'd been living at that campsite for years because mm. I asked him about uh, your tax Oh, sorry, the uh, MOT. Because mm. you can only get your MOT done in the country your vehicle is registered in. Yes. And that was the main reason we were looking to come home at some point. And he said, oh, I'll just sawn it. Because he never moves it. No. It just lives on that campsite. They did have to move it. Because um, the, when they closed all the campsites in Greece, uh, they couldn't stay on the site. But the campsite did let them park up the front. Mm-hmm. There was just a big paved bit out the front. Yeah. And they let people park there and use the facilities. Um, and yeah, the campsite we really we had trouble with the washing machine, we did. and they were very apologetic, very helpful yeah. about it. Got it done. Um, I say I just fully exploited the hot shower, <laughs> just stood under it for half an hour because we did have hot. You know, we had a hot bucket of water in yeah. As, in Asapos. We had the water heater, yeah, but it wasn't a shower. No, that you couldn't stand under there and just let it happen. So that felt quite nice. And so our next goal really, we were heading up. There was a, a temple of Apollo quite far north. 
Yeah. It's going to take us a couple of days. Into the middle of the Peloponnese, really, yeah. yeah. So we spent the night at the campsite, and then we started heading up the coast uh, to a beach we found to spend the night on. Mm-hmm. Big on beaches in the Peloponnese. <laughs> and the woman at the campsite was saying, yeah, like, if you if you like the beach, the Peloponnese is the place to be. Yeah. They're everywhere. And they're all really good as well. And we ended up driving through the town of oh, Pleo, Pytho. I've written it down. So Pilos. 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 There you go. Oh, I don't know. I know there's a P in there. Uh, Pilos. Pilos. Pilos, yes. which is like the one of the big tourist places mm-hmm. down that end of the country. Of course, it was always deserted as we when drove we through, went, yeah. which just made it look, you know, it's a very clean place, very nice looking yeah. Greek town. Uh, lots of scuba diving expeditions or boating mm-hmm. things they seem to do. But we weren't going there because they, you know, none of these tourist things were open. So we headed to a place called uh, Ilia. Ilia Beach, not sure. Which is something, we, again, we found on park for night. Um, and it seemed to be, again, on a beach, just like a, a place where lots of camper vans go regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, we pulled in. We didn't get that good of a vibe no. from it. It seemed a bit, I don't know, just something seemed a little bit off about it. Yeah. Uh, compounded by us getting stuck in the sand. Yes. I won't say who was driving, <laughs> but one of us was driving. And we ended up stuck in the sand, so... We know it was Dargo, okay? Yeah, the one who wasn't driving had to get out on his hands and knees. And <laughs> well, we had, luckily we, we had the, the folding shovel that we bought in Spain. Yes. So we started digging out and just getting rocks and sticks and things just to get the wheels. It's a front-wheel drive van. Yeah. It's trying to dig out the front wheels just to get out of the sand pit. And we did eventually get out and thought, well, we've had a bad... We, we had a bit of a feeling about it. Yeah. And then we just had that experience. Right, right, leaving. So we found a place just further north. Uh, What's the name of the beach? I didn't write it down because I'm an idiot. Uh, Just just (laughs) further north from there. Um, And there was a beach taverna there. We pulled up and they had all their deck chairs out looking out to the sea. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, it's the west coast of Greece, so it's no longer like... A cove or a bay or anything that's just that's the, the, the med yeah. so it's a big waves and you can go and swim in there but it's not as serene as some of the other beaches we've been to no. but we did get to watch the sunset we did that was nice it, having a, an alcoholic beverage <laughs> or a beverage um a little beach deck chairs which is very mm-hmm. nice and made from pallets made from pallets yes pallets yes. i mean we already knew but pallets are like just a godsend <laughs> and the next day i thought right We've been in Greece long enough. We know there's a historical site open. We need to go see some ancient stuff. <laughs> so I'd been in the country, because you'd been to Greece before. Yes, yes. I never had been. I was very much looking forward to it, to see all the ancient stuff, because mm. I love all that stuff. We got there in March. It's now June. <laughs> there's a historical site open. It was the Temple of Apollo Epicurus at Basse. Mm-hmm. Still quite don't, don't know how to pronounce Basse. I think it's Basse. I think that's Basse. So that was inland a bit, up a mountain. Yes, a mountain. A collection, <laughs> collection of mountains through all the several mountain villages and things. Yeah. Again, another really good drive. That was a fantastic just very drive. scenic drive. And you just sort of, you can always see the coast because you're yeah. so high up, and you get further and further away from it, but you can always see it. And it's a big temple of Apollo, just on top of one of these mountains. Mm. Unfortunately, it is covered by a huge tarp. Yeah. It's like a giant circus tent, really, mm-hmm. isn't it? But it's white instead of multi multicolored. Yeah. And there was saying be- without that it would not be in the condition that it's in. No. No, because be. of all the wind erosion and things exactly. like that. Exactly. I think that tent was erected in the sixties, seventies. Mm. Something yeah. like that. So imagine that. We're fifty years on from since it was started being protected. So sixty years worth of erosion. Yeah. Would mm. not have done well. <laughs> yeah, and certainly no protection, as it is stood out exactly. on top of the mountain. Uh, but so I suppose you do lose the bit when you because maybe you drive around the corner and you see this big tent. You know, yeah. All that. So you lose that sort of thing. But it does mean when you get in, and I think it costs us you no know, ten euros each to get in, or eight mm, euros each. No, I think it was less than that, wasn't was it? it? I don't know. It wasn't as cheap as Argos. No. I think the cheapest would have been was six euros each. I think six. I think yeah. it was six. So we got in. And that's when we had the, the conversation because uh, there, there were some other people there. Mm-hmm. 
and there was a little old lady just sat next to the ticket booth. Yeah. She said, excuse me, where have you come from? And, of course, we're, we're foreign, and tourism's not on. Yes. So then we explained. And we got asked this quite a bit. Like, where have you come from? And it's yeah. Like, England, but we've been here since England March. at that time was also incredibly bad. Yeah. For um, COVID. I, th- I think at this point, the UK had topped the European yeah. charts, if you like. Um, charts. But no, there was remember the, the one guy in a shop somewhere, and we he said, "Oh, where have you come from?" We said England, and he literally took a step he back. He took a step back because yeah. it's like England's doing really bad. Greece was one of the best countries mm-hmm. for handling it. And we said, "No, no, no, we've been here since March. We're stuck yeah, here. We did kind of can't get out." To quickly follow that up by telling people, um, but then people like, "Oh, that's brilliant! Like, you've got really lucky then." But yeah, like yes, um, couldn't couldn't be luckier. Yeah. But no, with the with the temple being under that tent, it does mean when you go in the door. It's there in front yeah. of you. It's just this huge towering thing looming over you, and it's massive. Yeah. And they are reconstructing it. They are. Um, and you can tell, you can see, which I kind of like, you can see what's survived mm-hmm. and what's been replicated. Yeah. Which I like because it means they can build it up, but you can still see what is like, two and a half thousand years old. Exactly. And yeah. what's not. And outside of the temple, just out and about, they've, because I think when they found it, well, when the the people came to put the tent over and all stuff like mm-hmm. that, people had already been there before. Yeah. So all the pieces have been sort of like laid out. They're all just scattered around the place. Yeah. So they all the pieces they've found are all being slowly sorted mm-hmm. into sections and pieces, things like that, so they can figure out what everything is. Um, and they're all just laid out. And you can walk around them. And there's just really nice scenery just out over the mountains, yeah. down to the sea. Yeah. And there's information boards telling you about when they found things, when things happened. Mm-hmm. They said that the the frieze, which I think is how you pronounce it, which is like the the engravings that go all around the outside, mm-hmm. among, around the top. Yep. They were removed and are now on display in the British Museum, <clears throat> which was a bit annoying because I've come all the way here, <laughs> up this mountain, and I could have just got the train and been there in two hours from <laughs> home. Um, yes. Yes. <clears throat> and that's not the that's not the only time that happened in Greece, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll come back to that. But that was <laughs> no, that was really good just to finally see something and be that close. Exactly. To something that's like two and a half thousand years old. That's that's older than Christianity. I, yeah, I think as you say, having the tent there, it doesn't. Yes, you can't see the temple from the road, mm. but it does. It's more of a surprise, and it's more magnificent yeah. and fantastical when you just come into the tent and you look up, because the tent is quite close to the size of the temple itself. So there isn't yes. much yeah. space between yeah. the walls of the tent and the walls of the yeah. temple. Um, so when you walk in, you are at the foot of the pillars, basically. Yeah. So it's even yeah, more like, it. oh my god! It's like you, you walk, yeah, and your head's like up, and your head keeps looking <laughs> up. It's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> but that's when we were talking about um, how hopefully one day in the future with, te- with VR technology, ah, uh, yes, yeah, like you could have um, the temples like as they are, and then you just pop your VR on and say, right, this is how it would look mm. back in the day. Because, and we had the same thought at uh, Delphi. Mm-hmm. When we were just <clears throat> when we were just peering through the gate, that these temples are built in these magnificent places, like these mountain tops with these huge views, yeah, and that makes sense because you're in God, God country, mm. um, which is lost a little bit when you're in a tent, yeah. So it would be amazing to be able to just see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one that might be on the Greek Assassin's Creed. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I hope um, so. That'd be quite cool. But yeah, I think that hope um, we kind of hope that's where we go in the future. Yeah. Because we went to Fiandon Castle in Luxembourg, mm-hmm. and that had been rebuilt to how it would have been. Yes. Because it was left in ruin. Yes. But on the other hand, like, I kind of like to see how, like, what had survived from then. Mm-hmm. So I think with the VR thing, that gives you both. That gives you both. Like you can yeah. see, well, this is how it is now, and this is what it used to look like. Yeah. Plus, the other thing is that. With all the restoration and everything, one thing that people forget is that these buildings weren't just marble or stone. Mm. They were painted. Yes. So they were deep colours and amazing colours, but you can't see that. No. Whereas, again, with the VR thing, people can extrapolate. People have extrapolated. Yeah. As we know from 
later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you you could see exactly how everything would have been painted. Yeah, yeah. Because that was the thing. I think it was on QI or something. They said, "Oh, why didn't why do Greek statues not have pupils?" Mm. And it's something I never thought about. Yeah, why don't they? Because they painted them. Yeah. Just paint little black dots on them. Yeah. Easy. Which looks a bit more unnerving, actually. But I don't think it's a little black dot. They must have painted irises, not well, just maybe. pupils. I don't know. But I think that makes them look less like statues and more like horror creatures <laughs> that are about to come to life. Yeah. Um, so we're up on top of a mountain. We can't really hang around. That's when Dargo started a fight with two stray cats. Because <laughs> um, She come... has no fear. No. None whatsoever. She will go after dogs. She will go after multiple cats. This Maybe is, even sheep. We don't is, know. No, that's why we don't let her out at night because there's badgers and foxes around here and we don't want to. Exactly. Well, she get told that camel it. off. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> in Morocco. The Sahara. Um, so you don't know what she's capable no. of. She looks innocent, but. Uh, yeah, she's not. She can handle she's herself. A so we, headed, we ended up heading back down the way we came. Because uh, I think at this point I'd um, found a shop that had the camera I wanted. Yes. And that was in Patras. Mm-hmm. Patra. Patra? I think, yeah, I think Patras. the Greek is Patra. That's the, which is the biggest city in the Peloponnese. Yes. And that's where the big port is. That's where a lot of ferries will drop you off on the Peloponnese, mm-hmm. the big ones. Um, which is right on the north. So we're about halfway up the Peloponnese at this point. Mm-hmm. So we headed back down the way we came, which... We didn't mind doing because it was such a good drive. Exactly. And it's no more uphill than the way there was. <laughs> it's about even in terms of uphill and downhill. Yeah. Um, we did park a little bit further up the up the coast at uh, Beach Bar Tropicana near Dicastica. Okay. Well, that's Dicastica's what's in the address for the beach bar. So oh, I see. Okay. It. And that was we did go in the sea that time because it was such a hot day. Yeah, and that was because it's on the west coast with the exposed sea. Mm-hmm. It's really big waves. Yeah, that's fun. Which is its own fun. Like you could <laughs> just, you just let it let yourself float, and you just you can't see each other temporarily because <laughs> you're between waves. And then we had a really nice meal there as well. Oh, we did, didn't went we? In, yes, went we did. Into Taverna. It was that lovely lady. Yeah, and yeah. again got to watch the sunset. We did. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very nice. Uh, they do offer parking at the Taverna. Yes. For a camper van, they do have a sign for uh, mobos. Is that what you call them? In Europe? No. No? No. Camping cars. Well, that's something else. I'm thinking, sorry, I'm thinking of something else. Okay. Um, you can park up there, but it wasn't flat ground. Yeah. Uh, but there was like a dirt road going off the other way to another little village uh, next to some fields, so we just sort of parked up there, which was a little bit unnerving for me because we were just on the side of the road <laughs> where there's no hard shoulders or anything. That's just part no. of the road. It was um, just... An extra wide road, basically. Yeah, so you're yeah. just relying on people having their lights on. <laughs> not smashing uh, and, and not sticking too close to the, to to the, the edge. To the side. Um, but yeah, it was actually a very quiet night. It was. And the yeah. next morning we got up and we went to Patras to get myself a camera. Yeah, we did. And I think that's about it for this. Yeah. That's about enough for this episode. Okay, yeah, okay. I didn't think we'd get this far, to be honest. No, me neither. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Well, we just could go on about Patras. We didn't explore Patras. That much? No. no. Um, but it was certainly a lot busier and a lot more urbanised than we'd seen anything in the previous few months. Yeah, that was the um, most city-looking city we'd yeah. been to in Greece at that point. We haven't been to Athens by this no. point. Uh, and there was easy enough parking. Like you pull in and the guy, they they park. He, he tells you where to park, how long you're going to be here for. He's like, okay, yeah, fine, no worries. You, yeah. you say how much you negotiate payment mm-hmm. up front and luckily it was just up the road from the gadget shop I wanted yeah. to go they had it waiting for me nice and easy uh, I'm sure there is stuff to do in Patras oh I'm sure there is but it's it, it is a city yeah. so most of it will be museums yeah. which weren't open at this point and we wanted to go back to outdoorsy mm. things we'd, we'd done you know, most of the first part of this trip was city excursions. Mm-hmm. I think we were quite enjoying being out and about yeah. in the mountains and things. The nature side of things. The nature side of things. Uh, and of course it was a little bit stressful getting in. Yes. Driving through Patras. That was fun. Very busy. In a great big fan. Yes. Um, Plus we also had a weekly shop to do. Oh yes. We still have food shopping to do. Yes, yeah, so we did the, so. did the little on the way out, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. 
So that's, what's that, part two or three of Greece? Not sure. Part X of Greece. Um, you tell us. <laughs> so the next episode we're coming is more of the Peloponnese. I think the rest of our Peloponnese adventure. I think, yeah, I think we could do that next yeah. next week. Yeah, I should think so. Um, so tune in for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, maybe by then, because we're actually moving house. We are. But hopefully by the time this goes out, we'd have moved house and into a national lockdown, which they're talking about. We <laughs> um, might actually have a proper microphone set up. Yeah. So we get better audio quality. You can hear Dargo's purses and snorings. Which is a- ASMR with a cat. Oh, good Lord. Oh, well, I'm bringing a whole new audience with that. <laughs> um, but yes, apparently rumour is we're all going into national lockdown. So uh, we do hope everybody keeps safe and yeah, happy stay enough safe. with that. Is I know everybody says it, but these really are uncertain times. They are. Um, if we can make your lockdown a little bit easier with our inane chatter, let us know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Please. <laughs> or if we're driving you up the walls, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, as long as you're feeling something. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's all to come next week. Yes. I've been Ben. I've been Frey. Dago's now basking in the sun after coming in very soaked. She is. Um, and asleep. Living her best life. Dreaming yes. of Greece. Yes. Which she has no concept of. No. Idea. She has no idea where she's been. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. That's it. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.